Hello and welcome to episode 19 of the 15 Minute Coffee Podcast. My name is Alan O'Donovan and I'm joined today with Drew Fahey. On this week's episode we spoke to Laura and Lara of Ethicarth. Ethicarth is a user-friendly app that gives quick and easy to understand information regarding food products, sustainability and ethical standards. We spoke to Lara and Lara all about starting a business. We spoke about the importance of having a genuine passion for the business and how to bring your business idea from an idea to reality. We also spoke about different steps to take when going into business with your close friends and different agreements to have in place when doing so. I really enjoyed our chat with the girls and I hope you do too. So without further ado, let's get straight into it. All right, folks, we're joined here today with Lara and Laura from Anticart. How are you doing? Great. Thank you so much. For <laughs> yeah, having <good>. us <laughs> Thank no you for having us. Uh, just to start us off here, I was wondering if you could both run us through what were your main motivators to start working on Anticart, even though you're both still pursuing degrees? Yeah, sure. Um, well, the kind of we started out because it was a problem that like we were experiencing ourselves trying to shop for food more sustainably. So for people who don't know what Ethicard is, it's a user-friendly app that you can just kind of scan a product's barcode and it will come up with the product sustainability profile and show you some more sustainable alternatives and kind of educate you about sustainable food, things like that. Um, so as like busy students, as you said, like still pursuing a degree to do like in-depth, in-depth research on all this sustainability criteria. And there was a lot of different certifications out there that were just a bit of an information overload to take in so I think I was using my fitness pal at the time which I don't know if you're familiar with it you know you can just like mm. look up foods macros and things and I was like that would be really cool to have something like that for sustainability and would just make it really easy for other people and then I got talking to Lara about it but it kind of it, it wasn't really like we're gonna set out to do this business and like make millions or anything it was just like we genuinely had an interest in it and thought it'd be fun and like also a bit of a passion project you know do you think it would have been as easy to start a company which didn't address such a prevalent issue? I, I wouldn't say so. Also in the supports that we received um, in terms of like media coverage and things like that, people are really interested in like mm. two young women doing sustainability. Um, so I think that made it easier also in terms of being able to progress. Um, no idea. Yeah, I'd say yeah. issues like this here at the moment, like it's really because it's so prevalent like it's like the perfect time to jump in and sort of like its own new market even though like eth- yeah. being ethical has been around for centuries but it seems like it's such a there's such a spotlight on it now like there's so many companies yeah. sprouting up and i definitely i definitely think it's becoming a lot more prevalent but i would also say that like if you have a personal passion for what you're doing you know, mm. it wouldn't necessarily need to be a prevalent issue. I think that that just is a passionate area for yeah. a lot of people. So it's easy to keep going. But if you're really interested in, you know, something and you want to start a business with it, I think the passion be more important than just working on something because it's like a hot topic or, you know, you might not be the right person for it, even though there's a market for it. I mm. think you actually do better doing something that you'll sustain an interest in and that you're maybe like experiencing the problem in yourself. So you can relate to the end yeah. customer as well, you know. Yeah, 100%. 100%. For, especially for us kind of reminding of ourselves of why we're doing it also. I think it's really easy then to come back and be like, okay, this is our mission and we're actually going to stick to this and we're doing this for a kind of higher reason instead of just profit in, in college especially. Yeah, 100%. Uh, sort of 
adding on to that there. Obviously, starting a company is a big step for any person to take. But when you're a student, it's even a bigger step, some, some would say. Do you have any crucial advice for students who believe in an issue and want to start a company to solve it, but hold off from doing so because of college, social life, or any other relevant obstacles in their lives? I would say get organized would be the first thing. Like, I do think it is doable if you are organized. You know, I'm like a brand ambassador here for Google Calendar. My friends will make fun of me for it, but it is a lifesaver because you can like just actually like plan and section things really well and make time for what is important. And if that is starting a business, then that's great. And kind of self-analysis as well, like looking at, you know, do you have the time to prioritize this? And like, is this a priority for you? Because I also think that there can be a bit of like pressure for students to like tick all these boxes and like have to have a startup, have an internship, like have all these things going. And it's like, are you doing it for that reason? Or are you doing it because you genuinely want to? Because you will make the time for things you really want to do. And you might have to make some sacrifices, but you also don't have to give it like your absolute heart and soul when you're a student. It's such a great time to do something just because it's something you're interested in and get experience and it not have to be your livelihood that you're like giving up a job to do it. You know, so it's a really good time to explore that, I think. Yeah, I really like what you said there. Like when it, when you're doing things that you actually enjoy, they'll make the rest of your life better. Mm-hmm. And it sort of goes back. I remember John Green said either in an interview or a video or something like that there, the author, he said um, he was he never ran when he was younger because he wanted to make him tired and he wouldn't be able to write then. It would ruin his writing. But then mm-hmm. he started running and it made it better because he like had all like his chemicals in his brain were just like, he was more creative and made him more creative, made it easier to write. And when you're doing something you yeah. actually have a passion for, like it'll build on to other things in your life. And when you're happier doing anything, like it'll it'll really improve it overall. Like. Yeah, for sure. And I also think like if the premise of what you're doing, as Lyra said, we're very like mission driven. If that is passionate for you, then the parts that you don't like, because there will always be parts mm. you don't like, like even if you're working on an area you love, there's going to be things you don't want to do and boring admin stuff or just like, Parts of it, yeah, that are not going to be the funnest. It's easier to do them when you know, like, okay, I'm doing this for something that is a bigger goal for me that I'm working for, you know? Mm. Even talking about now, like, trying to make it fun. We're going on to the next question here. Having having a good uh, co-founder is good for that as well. 100%. Sort of going on from that there into, like, having fun when in a business. sort Sort of links in with it. When choosing to go into business with each other, like, were you ever skeptical of what that could mean for your friendship? And would you advise other students to do the same with their long-term friends? Or is it one of them things that you have to know what it's like to work with someone before go jumping into something like that? I think that it definitely is it's great to go into business um, with, with a friend, but we weren't like the very best of friends mm. um, by any means. We were in school together um, in Muckrus and we just kind of, knew each other knew that we were both hard workers um we're both passionate about this so Laura came to me and kind of saw that I was extremely passionate about that also um and then that kind of passion brought us together um and allowed us to work on Ethicart together and that really grew our friendship rather than being the best of friends before and then yeah. sacrificing that we we only benefited um from a friendship yeah. from the whole process mm. I definitely put it with a word of warning though um, we no. obviously got the good end of the stick and like mm. as Lara said our friendship definitely grew from it but I also think well firstly that came because we were really open 
honest from the start like had to have some very frank conversations and if you can't mm. do that and you're like oh like you know you're great we're friends we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll never you know screw each other over put that down the line like get your co-founders agreement in place mm. up, like do vesting so that you know it's like if someone leaves after a year there's no bad blood but it's just like okay then you lose like this amount of business it seems silly at the start when it's you've nothing but an idea or like mm. a pitch deck or something it, you'll feel a bit silly and like you know it's not the funnest thing to do mm. but it's really important to do it because then there's you're just working towards the same goals and you can constantly reevaluate what those goals are mm. but there's no like ambiguity about if things do go further you don't have issues down the line um, yeah. and yeah it, and I've heard some horror stories but we got really lucky with it yeah, hundred percent. You really have to you have to sort them stuff out in the early like the early stages, and going into business with someone you know too well could be a problem as well. Because, as you said, it's it's harder to be frank and honest with people you know really well. But sometimes it's too easy to be honest, and you'll anything you see that you don't you you slightly dislike could become a massive problem because you're like you want it perfect. But yeah. if you have someone you don't know that well you sort of bite your tongue and then it'll be better in the long run then like you never know so I suppose switching up a little um obviously you're both female entrepreneurs and that gives you a unique perspective into the challenges that women in business face but i was just wondering have you ever found your gender ever came into play while you have dealt with others or do you think that's an old-fashioned view of entrepreneurship in Ireland? um i think it's quite um clear that you know there's a lot more male entrepreneurs out there um, but I think that can actually be really beneficial as a female in the space, especially with other female entrepreneurs. Um, everyone is just really friendly towards each other, especially other female entrepreneurs really want to see you succeed. And we're always checking in on each other. So I think that's a really beneficial part of being a female entrepreneur in Ireland at the moment, because we kind of are few and far between. So we kind of have to look out for each other. Yeah, I would agree with that. I also I wouldn't say it's an old fashioned way of thinking um, because there, I feel like there is kind of a thing also of like it's like girl bossery culture of like she's a girl and she did really well at something rather than like you just did well at something in your own right I just see for like not even speaking for myself just sometimes I can see that narrative winners that I would like look up to and um, obviously yeah, as Lara said it is like kind of a unique thing and also I'm in a course computer science business that is like females are a minority and so I do think at the start like if I was speaking to a younger girl or something I kind of felt like a need to like prove myself which was probably just like an internal thing or subconsciously would just think that like other people who were either older from like the business side of things or maybe male or that like would know more than me um, and I think you get to a point where you just kind of have to get over that and look at things like you can let it make you feel like that because I'm sure everyone male and female feels like that sometimes um, but you can also just be like, right, look at things for like, let's just solve this problem and work on it for, you know, people are just like what skills they have and things like that, you know, not like I'm a girl, like make it such a thing in your head, you know? Yeah, I suppose it's that internal locus of control. You can only control you and what you do. You can't control how other people see what you're doing. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Going on a small bit from that, in the small bit of research I did, you're both high achievers. Uh, so Laura, you won the first prize in the Texaco national art competition <laughs> that was our art protege you know <laughs> unbelievable that's that's a that's a huge competition as far as i remember and then lara <laughs> <laughs> uh, La- 
Lara was head girl in secondary school, so you're both in the same secondary school, so that's unbelievable as well. The question you're was deputy head. Where, <laughs> deputy head, deputy head, sorry, deputy head. Uh, my question was, where did this drive for success and achievement come from? And did either of you feel any pressure to maintain or improve on them achievements? I was like that in school, was like in student council, and Laura was was kind of like, oh, I don't know about this girl, like she's very kind of that high achiever. Mm. <laughs> well, more like I wasn't really involved in like yeah. the school school spirit stuff. Like I would have been more like I was like more academic in that, but I wouldn't have. I just wasn't interested in that in school. I guess I got way more involved in college. Yeah. Whereas I've always kind of loved that. Just especially being part of a team and all of that, I've always really enjoyed. Um, and trying to be kind of leader, I guess, in some way, shape, or form. Um, so that's kind of where it came from for me, and I've always wanted to continue that uh, just really getting involved I feel like it's always that whole thing you get out what you put in um with like whether that be school or college and um, so I always want really wanted yeah. to do that. yeah do you think yeah and I think like some of it probably comes from like a perfectionist point of view which is like sometimes detrimental like I always have just been like a hard worker but you know sometimes that comes with a lot of pressure which I guess to answer your question on like do you feel pressure to continue that that's something I kind of consider more of a flaw <laughs> like I, it is like it's a balance because it drives you to want to like achieve and I don't know why that is but like it, it is like a driving thing in your head but also you have to kind of be very self-critical sometimes so you don't have to be but it just comes with being self-critical so finding a bit of a balance of like being happy with what you have achieved but also wanting to strive for more because I've definitely found in the past like I'll achieve something like you know getting into like launch box or getting into trinity or the, the goalpost just keeps moving up and if you yeah. can celebrate where you're at you know you don't want to be complacent but it definitely is something i think you need to also be very aware of not to let take over and actually ruin the enjoyment of all the things that you are doing in that moment if you know what i mean yeah it's that old story of enjoying the process while you're in it rather than just yeah. getting yeah and i think as you get a bit older you know my old age of 22 <laughs> <laughs> You know, in school, I was not good at that. And I think in college, I've learned to get better. Still a lot to go, but definitely got, yeah. got a bit better at it. Do you ever find a bit of like, obviously achieving these things, do you ever find a bit of self-doubt creeps in? 100%. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> and I think I it's kind perfect, of... no. <laughs> of course, yeah. Um, no, I think it's so important to kind of remind yourself that, okay, you're 22 and you've done all this, like, keep going it's actually you're doing well for where you're at um, yes, to remind yourself of that. once you do start to achieve things like that I do think that people ex- you, you at least feel that people expect that of you then and that can just be an internal pressure that I think mm. you need to just be like what is right for me right now like what do I actually want to do and so that you don't end up doing things because it's just like this is the natural next thing for me to do especially I just graduated college that was something really important for me to think about not to just be like okay straight on to the next thing that like you would do if you were to be like you know successful it's like you're also really young and your 20s is a time to like set you up for life really well but also a time that you're young and you want to enjoy life and have fun so I think there's a big pressure on people our age to like have it all sorted really early on Uh, I think I think it's your passion but also something really prestigious you know it's easy to get stuck in that roadmap especially when you're achieving things like great things it's easy to be like okay now you're going to do this and now you're going to do this but I think you have to take that like look 
look for like zoom out sort of and take the longer view at it like this yeah. is probably the best time of your life at this age so yeah, yeah. Enjoy and I think I heard something recently I think it was um like Tony Robbins and said it was like people tend to overestimate what they can do in a year and underestimate what they can do in a couple of decades you know like you have time and there's no need to rush just to keep up or like what's the you know the rat race or whatever keep up with the Joneses kind of thing they take things at your own pace and it will it will come then especially if you are someone who has that drive and ambition like it'll be fine you know Mm. with startups I think there also is that expectation because like oh all successful startups start when in college or whatever that's like I don't think that's necessarily true Um, uh, obviously that's not true um so that it's kind of important to remind yourself of that that you know your your career is long and what you're going to do doesn't have to be like in the first two years of college (laughs) which yeah be be kind to yourself yeah you can get like serious about what you're trying to do yeah and we also kind of try to keep Ethicard as like a really enjoyable thing for us that like we actually look forward to working on because firstly it's obviously you want to have these goals and like you know set yourself high goals which achieve and think big for your business and everything but also it's kind of comforting the fact that like most people who came in and were successful and like we're talking to us in Launchbox or whatever we're like you know loads of entrepreneurs have like four failed businesses until they get to the big thing and they talk about mm. their failures as like learning things so it just takes yeah. a bit of pressure off that you don't have to be like oh my god if this if this isn't my one big thing like I'm done it's like it's all just like a learning process as well you know yeah I suppose going on from that um we always like to ask our guests about any book or podcast or any sort of recommendations which they found helpful in their life or in business. So do you have any? Or do you want to go first on that one? Um, Yes, I am a big reader. So it's kind of hard to think of just a few. Like I think Shoe Dog, I know it's a really classic one, but I genuinely loved it as like an inspiring story. And then something that I apply like every day would be The Five Second Rule by Mel Robbins. It's like, I don't know if you read it, but it's it's kind of just like beating the fear of like, that kind of pressure we talked about of like oh my god like should like would I be able to do that or that just getting over that fear and procrastination and also um the what's the, the subtle art of I don't know if I can the subtle art of yeah no so like, yeah fill in the blank our first yeah, R-rated podcast. Just... <laughs> there you go. Uh, we made it. Um, I thought you'd give uh, Grace that really a shout out also, Laura. Oh, yeah, sorry. The, well, I was going to think of that. I was actually thinking of that for podcast, um, the Working Hard, Hardly Working podcast. Mm. That really big stand of hers. read the book too. But the podcast, I just think, is so good because it, like, talks to very, like, prestigious, like, entrepreneurs, but also quite young. And it's just a very open, honest conversation you know, similar to you guys. Yeah, that's our competition. Yeah, yeah. We'll have to cut yeah. that part out. <laughs> no, yeah. Kind of that. But it's fantastic. <laughs> it gives like a really real, genuine view into these people's experience of entrepreneurship rather than the kind of like very professional sometimes narrative that can be it's a bit unattainable for people. Mm-hmm. Inspiring at the same time, but also can sometimes alienate people and make them feel like, God, I'd never get there, yeah, you know? Definitely. Cool. 100%. I would say I'm listening to a podcast or I've just finished a podcast um, called this guy that is Irish guy that was just like trying to do my diverse and loads got in the way of him. His name's Damien Brown. Um, and he just kind of brought us on his journey of trying to climb Mount Everest. Unfortunately, like he couldn't, he didn't summit because of COVID and COVID hitting Mount Everest. But I think it's, it was kind of all about that idea of perseverance and the whole journey. Like it was so interesting following his journey like it wasn't about the fact that he 
made it to the top of Everest. It was actually just like his journey and trying to get there, which is really cool. So that's kind of one that has had a serious impact on me in the last few weeks. And one that I, but it was really cool because you followed him day by day. Mm. So I thought that was the really interesting part of it. Yeah, I've never actually heard of that. And it sounds very interesting. I'm giving it yeah. a look <laughs> and listen back to the podcast. Um, this question, it's a bit different. We usually ask the same question all the time. We start, we'd mix it up this this week. If you could uh, flash back in time and go back to the very, very start of the Ethicard journey, what's the one thing each of you would tell yourselves? And would you have done anything differently in hindsight? I would say, I know you want to go and go to Thailand and all of that and do that <laughs> crazy college somewhere um but this is going to be an amazing experience and stick with it and you're gonna have a good time and like make a very best friend also so mm-hmm. I'd say like I know this is not exactly what you want to do but go for it um and you know we haven't really figured everything out yet um but just that I just don't think that should be a deterrent at this at this level I would say um on a very practical level I'd say like get to know your market and end customer really really well rather than focusing on like too too much on like uh, releasing an app straight away like that was something I think we did well but um yeah definitely made loads of mistakes but also you kind of have to make them like things I would say to myself back then I probably wouldn't even fully understand because I'd be like what because you haven't made the mistakes yet but overall I would just say like take the pressure off and enjoy this and stop setting yourself up to have just like too much expectations on yourself just it's going to be enjoyable and yeah just take the pressure off and learn we'll uh we'll we'll let you go anyways thank you both very much lara and laura for coming on it was lovely chatting to you and hopefully our listeners got a bit of insight into what it's like actually starting a company while it's being a student because <laughs> it's something you always hear about but you never yeah. actually get a look into and well, thank uh, you for having us yep as if there's, a, if there's anything more you want to say anything you want to plug now's now's the chance <laughs> Um, well, if you want to follow our Instagram, we have lots of good recipes and sustainable tips and tricks up there. It's at, at the card underscore app. And obviously, download the app as well. Just at the app store. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do one and not the other. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Cheers. Cheers.